in Mississippi, the most incredible thing has happened. A pro-life law has passed banning abortion based on sex, based on gender, and based on disability. And the person behind it is here with us today. We are going to be talking about this most incredible thing going on. It's not been challenged. It's an existing pro-life law in Mississippi today. You're going to want to stay tuned. This is the John Henry Weston Show. Before we begin, let me remind you to please go direct to lifesitenews.com. We have been banned on our main YouTube channel. Facebook is cutting back on us, and we've also been banned by Google News. So please go direct to lifesitenews.com to get all of your news and stay in touch with everything we're doing. Subscribe at the right-hand top of the page. Let's begin, as we always do, with the sign of the cross. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Micah Hartman, welcome to the program. Hi. It is so good to be with you. In the pro-life movement, we very seldom hear good news and very, very seldom hear great news. And yours is great news. Um, so let's learn a little bit, first of all, first of all about yourself and uh, what caused you to get into this in the first place? So all God, <laughs> absolutely every single bit of it from start to being right here, right now. Um, we actually, our little guy was born in Colorado and um, we had been stationed here before. My husband um, is in the military. And, um, and so we um, knew that we would always come back here at some point. We didn't realize how soon that would be. When he was born, his little heart um, needed an open heart surgery. And um, the altitude was just too hard on him. So fast forward to after his open heart surgery, which was at three and a half months of life, we realized he wasn't thriving. And then when we drove into the mountains, it was just worse. He, he just plummeted with his oxygen and needed to, to come back to um, sea level. So we put our house on the market. It sold in 48 hours, which is a God thing. We bought a house here, sight unseen. But actually, before we bought this house, we bought three other houses. And each one, God said, nope, you're not at the right one. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Nope, not yet, not yet. And then we got to this house. We had the Lord's blessing. And just so happened, our neighbor across the street was running for senator. And um, and so I got to meet his family and um, share our story. And some of his workers loved our story so much, they called me and asked if I would be willing to go to the Capitol and talk about um, pro-life and choosing life. And um, that's where I met Susan B. Anthony List. And we immediately connected. I am just so thankful for their friendship and their support. And um, we were told it would be two to three years before the House Bill 1295 would actually pass, um, that that was kind of what they saw. And with Hudson's little face, it passed the first year. And it's already been in law for a full year now. And we've even passed another pro-life. Um, Hudson has his own law now. We even have Hudson's law here in Mississippi that was just signed last Thursday by our governor, which requires doctors to give up-to-date information for Down syndrome diagnosis and other trisomy diagnosis. Amazing. Amazing. Now, let's go back a little bit to your own pregnancy with Hudson, what you found out, how you reacted to the news, and uh, what happened there. I have a son that'll be 23 in April. 
I have a daughter that is 13 and husband will be three in April. Our daughter, we've had a baby every decade. Um, our daughter was in vitro. We didn't know we could get pregnant. So to have our official boost 10 years later was just a shock beyond shock. But um, so, you know, just ecstatic, just total, just over the moon giddy. Um, you know, had a nursery already in my head, you know, the day we got, you know, took the pregnancy test. And um, I, I think that my first doctor saw some soft markers. And so she went ahead and referred me because of my age. I had a little bit of a heart condition. I have a left bundle branch block, if that means anything to anyone. But, um, but they went ahead and put me with another doctor. And um, at 13 weeks, they um, said that they saw some soft markers on Hudson that they were concerned about. And um, the room went from giggles and laughter to just very sad and almost a panic. And um, what they noticed on Hudson was the little bridge of his nose. He had a little tiny button nose. He had a little extra skin, little fat pad back here on the back of his neck. And then the gigormous hole in his heart. He didn't have any chambers. All of his oxygenated blood and non-oxygenated were mixing together. So um, my husband and I, you know, just wanted to know inf more information. The room went very somber and they said, well, you have options. My husband and I immediately looked at each other and said, we don't have options. That's not even like, let's, please don't mention that again. We choose life. We will always choose life. What we need to know is gather our information so we can prepare our hearts and prepare for best taking care of our baby. And so they did the amnio at that time and we waited 48 hours. And uh, my husband, I can remember him just sitting at the computer, just frantically putting every photo in because he wasn't sure if we were going to get more photos of Hudson that this, you know, we may, may not get any more ultrasound photos. And, um, and so we, we waited our 48 hours and we got the beautiful news that Hudson had trisomy 21. We had a great chance for bringing him um, into this world and, and loving on him. And um, so that was at 13 weeks. Well, then at 30 weeks, my heart failed. And so I went um, into the doctor and they said, we're keeping you and we're delivering you this weekend. And that was at 30 weeks. And I knew Hudson already had a mountain to climb. I was trying to make the mountain not as steep. I was trying to plateau it the best I could for him. And so I begged to stay pregnant. And luckily my doctor listened to me. She heard that I wanted to. The team was 50-50. It depended on who was on shift, if I was going to get to stay pregnant or not. And, um, and so they put me in an ambulance and got me out of that hospital and sent me to one in Denver, um, actually Aurora, but, um, but anyway, I was next door to the children's hospital. It was a miracle. Um, so they asked to do a heart path on me. I went in for my heart path, um, with a little bit of hesitation, but just trying to gather all the information to stay pregnant. Well, when I was in my heart path and the probe hit perfectly and threw me into complete heart block. Um, I was beating at 13 beats per minute and um, they shocked me four times. They gave me all the medicine that they could and um, they weren't sure if they were going to be able to save me. And they were at this point just trying to save Hudson. So they brought the team in to do a cesarean. And at that moment in time, God just said, oh, wait, hold on and slowed everything down. And the doctor was able to get a pacer in. And um, I, had, I woke up with a pacemaker in my neck and I see you. Um, I was propped up on so many pillows when I woke up. I didn't know I was still pregnant because of the way that I was sitting. And all I could do is just cry and say how sorry I was to everyone in the room thinking that Hudson had been born. And that was the opposite of why I traveled to Denver. I was trying to stay pregnant. And um, 
my nurse leaned down, one of my most favorite people, we're still in very much touch. Um, she leaned down to Nurse Nicole and said, um, you're still pregnant. <laughs> I, was, I, I mean, it's just the, the amazing side of that and knowing that, that, um, that we, we pulled through and here's the miracle. Not only did I survive and husband stayed in my belly, but he grew. He went from the 32nd percentile to the 65th percentile in the same week um, because my heart was pumping right because I was providing him with what he needed to grow and we were able to stay pregnant until 37 weeks and it wasn't my heart that delivered me at 37 weeks it was actually I created him a really nice luxury swimming pool that um, it was about to pop and um, and so we had to to go in and, and go ahead and induce and get Hudson here and praise the Lord because the day Hudson was born not only was he born with in heart failure, but he was also born with transient leukemia. And, um, and so getting that news at day one of life, had he been born at 30 weeks versus 37, it may have been a lot harder for him to fight it. He fought it all on his own with no treatment, no medication. And at week four of life, he was cancer free. Wow. Wow. God certainly had a plan, uh, a plan for you, a plan for Hudson. And, um, I want to get into this incredible story about your lobbying efforts, and I, I should say Senator Hudson's lobbying efforts. Um, <laughs> yes. Tell us, tell us a story of how he gets called Senator Hudson, and why is that? So Senator Hudson um, has a very nice ring to it, right? I see politics in our total future here, but um, but so when House Bill one two nine five, when we were were brought in as the family for that, um, you know, everyone fell in love with Hudson. I mean, it was really just a beautiful. Um, everyone wanted to take their picture. They were popping up all over social media from him being in the Capitol. We put him in Senator England's chair and took his photo and people just gravitated towards wanting to, to know more about Hudson and his little light is just so bright. And um, so when the vote finally came, you know, it was right going into COVID time. We had gone to the Capitol as much as we could. And then now we're starting to um, talk about locking things down and things. And um, so I was watching the vote on the on the phone. In the background, there's no one standing at the podium, but in the background, after the, the votes were all in, someone stood up and said, well, is Senator Hudson here, and how is he voting? <laughs> and the whole galley just busted into laughter, and that just has has stuck. I mean, Senator Hudson, um, you know, he's just... Um, changing the world. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Now, what did, what was the vote exactly on which, which piece of legislation, what did the vote do? So this was the House Bill 1295. So, um, so Senator Hudson came, came from, from that, that vote there. And um, then when we introduced Hudson's law, everybody already knew him as Senator Hudson. Um, our big thing in Mississippi recently, we changed our flag and um, in our flag, we now have in God we trust written on it, bringing Hudson back. That's what I, I've been going back to that um, we need to love all of God's children and provide everything that, that they need. And we are saying in God, we trust in our state and, and we need to hold true to that. That needs to be um, our absolute foundation. So um, so the, the vote for Hudson's law in the Senate was unanimous. Oh, wow. The vote in the House was, um, I believe it was, there were only two nays. I, I, what the exact total was on that one, and there were two nays. They did try to change some of the language on it to be a little bit um, broader, 
but it got a little too broad. So they brought it back to the trisomies only, which um, you know, I appreciated from that standpoint. And, and then it, it sailed right through again. So when it went in for concurrence, it, it was unanimous again. Great. And signed by the governor. Signed by the governor last Thursday. It, it was voted on on Wednesday. And we were there at the Capitol signing on Thursday. I mean, it was, and, and, and the reason for that, our governor is extremely pro-life. Our governor will choose life every single second of every day. And, um, and he said that, you know, he wanted this done before World Down Syndrome Day, that this was, um, you know, his way of showing how, how he chooses life. So, Senator Hudson, would he be in the building? He is in the building. <laughs> would you see if he'll join us? <laughs> Let me go get him. <laughs> Can Hello. you say hi, Hudson? Look up here. Can you say hi? <laughs> hi, Hudson. Hi, hi there. Hello. <laughs> There's Hudson. Wow. <laughs> I don't know how long he's going to stay, but <laughs> no, he is that's in the building. <laughs> oh, wow. What a sweetie. He just had a big surgery a couple of weeks ago. We actually um, stacked eight procedures during one anesthesia run. And um, so he's, yeah, he's a, he's a trooper. Hey, dude. And I can see very active. I had quite a few of those little guys. <laughs> <laughs> say bye. Can you say bye? Bye-bye. Hi. Okay, I'll be right back. All righty. Micah, can you tell us a little bit about what you've got behind you there? Because it looks quite interesting. It was Easter about 30 minutes ago, and now it is all Hudson. So um, it was World Down Syndrome Day on Sunday, and this was a bouquet of flowers that we shared with our church, 21 yellow roses to symbolize Trust Me 21. The picture is where Hudson was in Times Square with NDSS. Um, above is our other photo that was used for the buddy walk here on the Gulf Coast. And our proclamation from our mayor in Ocean Springs, declaring World Down Syndrome Day a perfect day. So Beautiful. Now, one last question for you. A lot of parents when they go into having children in the first place, are really intimidated by your very situation. They are, you know, they dread hearing anything of the sort. Um, what advice would you have for them? You've experienced some real turmoil. Talking to a mom that has been given a diagnosis, I was given the best advice that I could possibly share. Um, one, just take it a day at a time. Don't be hard on yourself. Um, you know, just, just learn what you need to, your child is going to lead you. It's a beautiful journey. Um, one mom walked into my hospital room when I was there with my heart failure and, um, she gave me a, a book about down syndrome and she said, don't read it. And I was like, okay, what's the catch? And, um, she said, no, seriously, take it home, reference it. Your child will not have everything that is in that book. Don't scare yourself with everything that won't even apply. Just take it one day at a time. Your child will tell you what they need and you can go and you can reference it. I mean, it's just as simple as that. And that has been my best advice. Um, and I sh I've shared that with many. Every child has different abilities. My 23-year-old and my 13-year-old and my three-year-old are all different. They have different tastes, different styles, different music and different abilities. My son is good in sports and plays the guitar. And my daughter is, has stacks of books and loves homework. <laughs> my oldest didn't, <laughs> but she does. So I just would say that, you know, your, your child, just because a diagnosis has been given, 
just because you're fearing the unknown, no different than COVID. We've all been living in a fear, so we can all understand that and we can relate to what that fear has brought. But embracing life, choosing life, loving life in all of God's forms, he makes no mistakes. Your child is nothing but a beautiful gift from God. And, and, and if your baby has an extra chromosome, I, you're so lucky. You're welcome to the Lucky Few Club. I mean, at the end of the day, um, we are a beautiful family, and I'm so thankful for this opportunity to be a part of this family. It's a, I'm going to start crying, but it really is one of the most um, beautiful experiences. When Hudson was the Grand Marshal for the Buddy Walk in New York two years ago, I stood on that stage and I looked out at 2,000 faces that I'd never met before. And I was asking them to please call me Aunt Micah. I just want, I just want so badly to be in their family and want them to know I'm here for them. So, um, and that's how I've approached every day. So just call me Aunt Micah. <laughs> Aunt Micah, thank you so very much for being with us on this episode of the John Henry Weston Show. May God bless you and little Hudson and all your family. And we'll see you all next time. God bless you. Hi, this is John Henry Weston, the co-founder and editor-in-chief of LifeSite News. I'm coming to you today because we want to be sure that we're communicating clearly with you, our loyal followers. Things are really heating up, as I'm sure you can see. Christians, conservative truth-tellers are being targeted, are being banned from social media platforms like Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram at an alarmingly fast rate. They are attempting to suppress any narrative that does not fit that of the mainstream media. We knew this day would come. We have been warning everyone who would listen and attempting to build up alternative platforms to continue to reach you. We have established ourselves on all sorts of platforms I'm going to explain in a minute, but the most important thing to do is come direct to lifesitenews.com because there we will always be. But we've also established ourselves on platforms like Parler and MeWe, and our videos can be found on Rumble as well. We would love to see each of you on those platforms too, as they are not censoring or suppressing the truth that we are sharing every single day. More than these alternative social media platforms, we highly encourage you to subscribe to our email newsletter. We have really built up a large list of loyal readers on our email marketing platform, and we have prepared several backup plans for, well, I want to say if, but it's really when, we are removed from our current platform as well. Additionally, I really encourage you, as I said before, to make it a regular habit to go directly to lifesitenews.com. Make it your homepage. While all of these different platforms are an excellent way to curate your news, going directly to our website means that you will never encounter any censorship or sudden loss of LifeSite News reporting. Here's the thing. We will never stop sharing the truth. We founded this organization with the mission to be the life, family, and culture source for men and women who seek to know the truth. We have established a track record of honest reports, and this will never stop even with censorship happening around the globe. Again, I'm encouraging you to join us on Parler, MeWe, Rumble, and on our email list. You can find all the direct links in the description of this video. May God bless you and keep you, and we are so thankful that you've chosen to follow and support LifeSite News. 
I'm John Henry Weston, co-founder and editor-in-chief of LifeSite News.